I'm Zoe O'Brien, and this is another episode of Talking with Zoe and Bailey. Today, we're going to be diving into a really intriguing topic and asking ourselves, what is the responsibility of the creator? We're going to base this conversation around Mary Shelley's classic book, Frankenstein, though, as always, we'll be tying this back to the real world in our everyday lives. To do this today, I have here with me a special guest and classic literature historian, Bailey Curtis. Welcome, Bailey. How are you? Hi, Zoe. I'm good. Happy to be here with you today. And how are you? Excited to delve into this topic. So, truly jump off the deep end here, I want to come out straight and ask you, what is your view on the responsibility of the creator? Personally, I believe that the creator's responsibility is to make sure that its creation is positive towards society as a whole. That's not to say that it is the creator's responsibility for any negative effects that the creation may have although it does mean that they need to make sure that to the best of their ability, that their creation is ready to be progressed in society. The book Frankenstein is a great example of a creator versus creation situation. How do you think Victor Frankenstein handles his responsibilities? Not well. Not well at all. Assuming you've read the book, at the beginning you know Frankenstein was really invested in his role as a creator, probably a little too much. Yes, I know. noticed how obsessive he really was over his creation. Yeah, I would say obsessive really sums up his whole mentality around creating his monster. The whole thing went downhill right from the get-go, with Frankenstein's motive for the whole thing, his lust for power and playing God. At one point he even said, and I quote, A new species would bless me as its creator and source. Many happy and excellent natures would owe me their being to me. No father could claim the gratitude of his child so completely as I should deserve theirs, end quote. This really shows Frankenstein's reason for creating his monster, not to further society, but so he could become a creator and have all the power that God does. It's sad, though, because immediately after, Frankenstein is totally disgusted with his creature and completely abandons it, letting it out into the world for everyone else to deal with. He even hides it, saying, and I quote, I took refuge in the courtyard belonging to the house which I inhabited, where I remained during the rest of the night, walking up and down in the greatest agitation, listening attentively, catching and fearing each sound as if it were to announce the approach of the demonical corpse to which I had so miserably given life, end quote. I personally believe that it was not only the physical aspects of the monster that forced Frankenstein to hide, but also the immediate responsibility that was placed on his shoulders. I think that this section is truly where Frankenstein realizes that he's created a living being that he has to take care of. This is an immense weight on the shoulders of an adolescent college student. To Frankenstein, I'm sure it seemed to him that it was his only option in this situation. I definitely Frankenstein never took responsibility for his creation, which is really the baseline thing to do. And I sympathize. He created this creature that he had no clue how to deal with, and he didn't realize how big of a responsibility it was going to be. Still, though, it's up to him, as the creator, to either care for his creation or get rid of it. Yeah, after Frankenstein left him, his monster had to learn everything on his own. An example of this is him learning to speak by listening to the villagers. I quote, I spent in close attention that I might more speedily master the language, end quote. This is clearly not Frankenstein being responsible for his creation, as he didn't even teach it to speak. 
How do you think this impacted his monster in the end? I think that ultimately this led the monster to not have a basic understanding of good and bad because he'd never been cared for. This is very basic, almost a square run one responsibility of the creator to teach its creation the difference between right and wrong so that at least they can function in society in a positive way. It also shows how the role model has no true role model that can teach him the basic ways that humans function physically. So how would the monster be able to focus on anything other than his ability to survive when he wasn't given any of the even most simple tools of his life? Do you think that there's a possible connection between God and Eve from the Garden of Edith and Frankenstein and the monster? This is such an interesting point because both Eve and the creature were forms of life that to that point didn't exist. They both were left with little to no guidance from their creator and left to find the meaning of life on their own. You could even relate Eve eating the fruit to the monster killing a person. They both folded under the influence of sin. Although it is important to remember that while there are many similarities, God and Frankenstein are not truly comparable due to the fact that in this situation, God did guide Eve and told her not to eat the fruit, while Frankenstein was completely absent and gave no guidance to the monster. Mm, Yeah. We also see that there's some very intentional usage of imagery in Frankenstein that shows the responsibility of the creator. Could you expand on this concept? Well, a big point in the book when imagery is used is when the creature is in the forest directly after Frankenstein disowning him. And I quote, it was dark when I woke. I felt cold and also half frightened as it was instinctively finding myself so desolate. Clothes were insufficient to secure from the dews of night. I was a poor, helpless, miserable wretch, end quote. This quote is used to make the reader sympathize with the creature and demonstrates the lack of nurturing on Frankenstein's part and how the creature has to learn everything on his own. Other words such as oppressive, wary, and tormented by hunger and thirst force the reader to feel some sadness for the creature, and it truly portrays the extreme conditions that the creature is forced to live in. How do you think the time period affects the relationship between Frankenstein and the creature? Interestingly enough, I believe that the time period has a very strong correlation to how the creatures treat it. Anybody that has or is reading the book will understand that Victor Frankenstein is a self-centered creature. He is focused fully on his reputation and his dignity. During Frankenstein's time, the exploration of science was almost frowned upon, and the manipulation of nature was opposed by many. It was the Romantic era, so nature was a point of love and was praised by society as a whole. It was almost universally accepted that nature is a beast and that no human should try to conquer or control it. Meaning that if Frankenstein was to take credit for his monster, he would have to admit to society that he had meddled in nature to a level that was not even considered at the time. This would be a point of conflict for many at the time and likely make it so that Frankenstein would be virtually a social outcast where he would have violated the primary unwritten rule of the time period, which is to leave nature as nature is meant to be. This likely created an internal war inside of Frankenstein, although clearly in the end, he chose to prioritize his social standings over the adolescence of his monster. So overall, what is Frankenstein's responsibility of the creator and how did he handle it? 
The true theme of Frankenstein is that the responsibility of the creator is an immense weight that not everybody can bear. And if they don't fulfill their roles, it will negatively impact society in a great way. Victor shows that he's unable to withhold under this rate because he was immature and irresponsible. He refused to think about the consequences to society as a whole, or even the consequences on his own life. He disregarded the creature and abandoned him. This led to the creature having many unrefined qualities that were 100% Frankenstein's fault. Any future actions fall fully on Victor's shoulders as he was unable to nurture and role model the correct actions that a functioning member of society should have. Right, right. Okay, so running out of time, but quickly, I think we should point out that this question of the creator's responsibility is everywhere, not just in Frankenstein. Totally. Um, a good example of this is actually with social media. If we think about it in the creator versus monster scenario, social media apps are similar to a creature or a monster, and the inventors are the creator. We don't realize it, but every time we go on Snapchat or Instagram, we're getting more and more addictive, which has caused significant issues in society today. I think it's really important that we question this and truly ask ourselves, are these consequences the user's fault, social media's fault, or the creator's fault? Yeah, this is actually something that I think we all need to look into. The influence that social media has in our life is pretty crazy. Some would argue that the negative effects some outweigh the positive effects with suicide depression and anxiety and addiction to platforms skyrocketing in generation z we have to ask ourselves when is it time to shut it down and who's the person who truly has the responsibility to turn off these social media apps it's truly a never-ending circle for if one social media app fails almost immediately another one takes its place it would take almost an apocalyptic response from the world as a whole to remove the influences of social media. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yay!